When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Yesterday I went to Hy-Vee. I wanted to. It been a long time since I've had their uh, their Chinese food, and he was like, "You know what? I, I like grocery store Chinese food. Let's go to Hy-Vee and get some." And as I'm ordering, who do I see on the advertising on the glass? Caitlin Clark. Oh. <laughs> and now when I think Chinese food, I think Caitlin Clark. I don't think about points. Okay. I don't think about Iowa State. Or Iowa, rather. I think Caitlin Clark, just her, her face, smiling and say, enjoy your high V Chinese food. And by the way, it was solid. Pretty good. Um, Moments ago, Caitlin Clark announcing that she will not return for another year of eligibility in Iowa. She'll be declaring for the WNBA draft before the regular season is over. Yeah. Also before, you know, the end of, uh, well, they I think they still have a senior night, I think. So wanted to get that out there before... Uh, you know, it doesn't leave the questions of, well, will she have a senior year twice? Is she a fourth? She's a fourth year player. Right this now. is her fourth season yeah. of playing collegiate basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. And now she's about to pass Pete Maravich mm-hmm. in his record. I think she's 17 points away, which she'll have obviously done uh-huh. probably in the first quarter. <laughs> they let her let it fly. Go ahead. Green light the whole game. Nobody has had a brighter. Green light in the history of basketball, I think, than Caitlin Clark. Neon green, I'd say. Yeah, probably so. I'm trying to think. Because she's a freakish shooter. She Mm -hmm. is. Like, she could, in transition, just leap in the air from half court, shoot it, and she's going to make nine out of 17. (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't have picked a cooler way to break the women's record either. The NBA range three that she took, like... She's got it. That's for sure. But now I wonder, it's like, well, who's next for the advertising? And I'm thinking, you know what? Serena Sundell. Ooh. Okay. Okay. How about we get a more, you know, how do I put this? Well, no, I, I, I was about to say, I was Cooler, about to bring up better, assists. Awesomer. You know, not as cocky. Yeah, and like includes your teammates, you know, doesn't just hog the ball. That's or... the big question. Is Iowa actually a good team? No. Or is it just Caitlin Clark? Her. Welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Full house today. Phone number 785-537-1350. Later on in this hour, we'll be joined by K-State women's basketball head coach Jeff Mitty. Uh, in hour number two, we do not have a show tomorrow. We got K-State baseball at 2.30 against UMass Lowell. Troy is heading to Liberal Kansas down. I mean, we're talking deep wait, southwest Kansas. Wait, that's still in Kansas? Barely. No. 
Not I, barely. I know. Panhandle action there. At least yes. you get to ride the bus. Yeah, he, true he, that. He's heading down for some Manhattan girls uh, substate championship basketball game against Liberal, which tips off at six o'clock on uh, <laughs> on Friday. So we have uh, a lot of action going on there. So we don't really have a whole lot of time for a show. So we'll bring you Mitch Palm at five ten. It's a uh, wacky game about to take place on Saturday night in Cincinnati, Ohio. Against the Bearcats. Wacky, and weird stuff. I want to play Blindly Rank 5. It's been a few weeks, months since we've played with DG and played a little Blindly Rank 5. I've been yeah. saving this one since the Super Bowl, so maybe a little bit dated, but I still wanted to do it. Let's do it. Blindly Rank 5, is it, is it ownership of uh, NFL teams? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just figured after the Chiefs got the F yesterday, it might. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Deej, let's play real quick. Blindly rank five, five NFL owners, Clark Hunt. Number one. That's my number one guy. You're the first ever to vote him number one. Yeah. 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 You're the only guy to have him in the top <laughs> half. The, the players would like a conversation. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> All I know is what I see on TV. Uh, he seems like a nice guy. Troy, what time did you go to bed uh, during the uh, K-State women's basketball game last night? Partway through the third quarter okay so you actually saw pretty much a 50 50 game yeah case they started hot i didn't i barely got to watch any of last night's game uh so i i can't really give you the story from last night's loss to iowa state in the cyclone sweep the lady cats and k-state was one game shy of finishing the regular season at home undefeated mm. they'll finish 15 and one it was senior night rebecca dallinger aoka lee and Gabby Gregory, Gabby Gregory, they lose 82 uh, to 76 to the Iowa State Cyclones. They have no problem beating Iowa and Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. But Iowa State is a curse for them. And it's not just this year's team. It's many teams. Uh-huh. And it goes back a ways. A long time. I mean, just playing up in Hilton Coliseum is the worst luck you can imagine. Absolutely. I don't know what it is. It just has something to do with Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're just better farmers than us. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, so I can't give you like the eye test analysis on this, but the six-point loss was a real punch to the gut for me. And the reason is because they've lost, first of all, two in a row – I think you can make the same case in a way. And, and this is probably something I need to bring up with Mitty coming up uh, 20, 25 minutes or so from now. Uh, that, you know, I, I felt like there were some similarities fourth quarter wise that led to the loss in case they not be able to finish the game. First of all, I think some bad decisions were involved with the basketball, missing some shots. I mean, they made enough to stay in it, giving up a run. I think there's also a key part in that as well as on defense getting stuck badly in some muddy ball screens. And both KU and Iowa State has done solid jobs against K-State these last two games of opening up shooters. Or here comes some help defense on one player, leaves another one open, and it leaves you in an extremely tough spot. K-State this year, I have preached their defense. The defense was not on point last night. They gave up 82 points. 82 points against a team that's, you know, right now, let's see, they're what, fourth, fifth in the Big 12 right now? 
So they've done a better job. I mean, Iowa State 17 and 10 this year, 11 and 6 in the Big 12, and they're now a game back. Mm-hmm. The Cyclones shot 50% from the game, and this was a game where K State was doing things that, like, for instance, much better job of three point shooting. And they got off, they started hot. They had a very good first quarter of shooting the three, and they hit five. They went on to hit six for the rest of the game, and Iowa State hit five total in the game. Uh, K-State was owning Iowa State in fast breaks. Love that. Taryn Sides has had back-to-back, I think, really good games, and I think she's starting to get her swagger back. These last two games as well, Aoka Lee has had rough starts where she is missing the layups and the turnaround jumpers and you know, contested or uncontested, variation contested, was missing shots early, and it took her a quarter to maybe get in a rhythm, and Yoki finished with 20 points, and she was 50% from the floor and had eight rebounds. Serena turned it over just one time, and Serena dealing with turnovers has been an issue lately. That's been a bugaboo for her and some of the decision-making. High turnovers, but she had just one last night. There were so many areas where K-State had made some improvements, yet they couldn't finish the game. So that's the issue right now. Figuring out a way to finish off the opponent in two games, you know, for a while it was just that one Iowa game you really wanted back. Now the games that are just coming down to close finishes, K-State's been on the losing end of these lately, and now... I the the fear has been set in that I I feel like they they've they've hit a skid I, I think there's no doubt they've hit a skid, but I, what I worry now is that their chance to host the NCAA tournament first and second round is now truly in jeopardy, and that's where now you know, I kind of feel like the fan base has lost its connection once again the the team has lost its momentum with the fans you know there were f- over five thousand fans in attendance last night. But we had seen 9,000 earlier this year, you know, prior to Aoka Lee getting injured. And since her return, they just quite haven't hit that really good, what do I want to say here? They haven't found that chemistry, maybe. Maybe it's not where it was, you know, at the beginning of the year, before the injury. Maybe that's not quite there yet uh, to where it was. You know, the West Virginia win, that was a week ago, in overtime, that was a tough that was a tough win. That's a good West Virginia team that they beat. But they're falling short lately. And unfortunately, where K-State even know where Charlie Cream had them in bracketology, maybe it wasn't fitting where they were being ranked and they deserved to be respected better in bracketology. I know Charlie Cream doesn't call the shots. He's he projects well, I guess. But I mean if you if you continue to lose and you get bumped in your first game of the Big 12 tournament, even if you beat Texas Tech, I don't like K-State's chances now of hosting a first and second round. Mm. And to me, that's a little bit scary. And, you know, you want K-State to be playing their best basketball right now. You're almost – we're a day away from March. We're hours away from March. And they're starting to play some of their worst basketball. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not completely horrible, they're just not – clicking right now they're not finishing the games one of the projections at this point would have them headed for and this would be an ugly spot to have to go south carolina 
South Carolina would be in their region. Yeah, they would be in their, their yeah, their region. I mean, they would have to. Uh, the the projection I saw, you're right, would be going to Salt Lake City to start. Start. So they wouldn't be hosting. They would be going to a four seed location. But you're talking about a good Utah team. The Pac-12 is solid this year. You don't get to an Elite Eight without playing South Carolina, and South Carolina is the undefeated, most dominant team so far, no doubt about it, this season. I think it's them and everybody else. Yeah, That's how you're betting this this year. You're either taking South Carolina or you take the field. Probably feels 50-50 because South Carolina can be that good. They're a young team as Mm -hmm. well. So, and, And it really stings because this is a talented group. And they've, they've, they just don't have what they had to begin the year. And I don't have a good explanation as to what happened other than maybe, you know, did not have any Oka Lee kind of throw off the groove, throw off the momentum, and now they're still searching to get that back. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Those, The injury obviously is crushing as is, but the timing of it can be so much worse a lot of the times when you get out of that groove. They've got a game to get back in it before we officially hit postseason play, and I think, hopefully, it will be better for them in the long run if they can get the groove back because I think that's one thing that can really bog a team down when it comes to postseason basketball is not being battle-tested. Here's some adversity, all right? Obviously, we dealt with the Aoka Lee injury, fought through it very well, kept their ranking for most of the time, lost a game here and there, and now you have the two-game skid in the last three games of the season – Get a win against Texas Tech. Get rolling in the Big Twelve title game, and I think you'll be, I think you'll be rolling. I think it'll be better in the long run if they can get it back rolling. I think they will. Yeah, just things aren't going well at the wrong time, if that makes sense. Yep, yep. Um, and I had said many times that I felt like when this team was healthy and playing its best basketball, they're a Final Four team, and to me, that was no doubt about that. They're not there right now, and it's happening at the wrong time, but. We can only hope that things get turned around, and that starts with the Texas Tech Red Raiders in Lubbock on Saturday. We'll talk more about that when we hear from Jeff Mitty coming up in about 20 minutes. But up next, man, I can't remember the last time Vegas had a cat as a top 10 player preseason for the Heisman Trophy. Ooh! But what makes it even sweeter is that there's actually a former cat also in the top 10. Oh, boy. That's coming up next. On NIL, Angel Reese, one point seven million. Wow, is it the other Haley Deleith or? or? No, nah, I don't know how to say her first name, but her last name is Johnson for LSU. Ah, uh, I, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, why would the like the the endorsements would just keep on coming if you're a pro player? Mm-hmm. I mean, given that already she's doing spots for State Farm, yeah. comes to mind. Yeah, that's, State State yeah. Farm Gatorade. Nike, Come uh, on. yeah, she's she's already in in play. H and R Block, High V, of course. Yeah, it's like High V Chinese food. Yeah. yeah, Tops. Ooh, Tops. That's that's. that's she has a, a ton one. of endorsement that's deals. Really good Tops deal. Like that Tops deal. I always thought that would H and R Block would have been really good for Jordan Henriquez Roberts. I always thought like if they would have like H and R Block and then they could have sponsored him, and every time he got a block, it'd be like, free taxes. Free. <laughs> <laughs> for somebody. I love oh, for, man. For, for section four, you know. For 15. row 15. Row 15. <laughs> hey, uh, Troy, who's your Heisman Trophy favorite for 2024? The field. 
<laughs> I, I, I have, man, it's too early to even go into that. Avery Johnson. Yeah. I saw a, uh, I think it was bet.org or bet online that had one of the first lists out for the odds for 2024 and who could win the Heisman Trophy. And Avery Johnson is like plus 3,500, something like that. So if you bet 100 bucks, you win. $3,500. That's not hey, bad. I think this that. is the first projection I've seen where Avery Johnson is a top 10 player. Wow. For the Heisman Trophy odds. And I was trying to think, like, when's the last time that had happened for K-State? I can only think of one, I think, for sure. And I believe that was Darren Sproles yeah. in 03. Dean Sproles would probably would have been the last guy. I don't know if Colin Klein was up there in 12. I, I can't say for sure like if he pre-season? was. preseason? Yeah, I yeah. don't know if it was preseason. Pre-season Heisman odds top 10 player. I don't even know if Colin Klein would have been, you know. I mean, typically, it's it, it'll typically be just quarterbacks anyway. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally, there'll be a running back in there. Some other, Rarely is it another position other than those two. Maybe a wide receiver once in a while. Um I actually, I think maybe if you were to go top fifteen that two thousand three season, because K State by a, a bunch of outlets was projected to go to the national championship game, and I believe, if I remember right, a lot of those projections also said the opponent would be Virginia. And I don't know how Virginia did in 03, but I don't believe they won an ACC title. Oh, Virginia! But L. Roberson would have been up there as well. Uh-huh. But L. would have been behind Darren Sproles for sure. This is quite fascinating to me. Because Avery Johnson, according to Circus Sports, which is out of Vegas, uh, is right now listed as the ninth player in uh, in college football for the Heisman Trophy odds next year at plus two thousand. That will tie him with two other players, including or three other players, that includes Riley Leonard, Notre Dame, and Dylan Gabriel, who is. Way more experienced wow. than Avery Johnson. Right. Wow. And they have the same odds yes. to win the Heisman Trophy. Dylan Gabriel at plus 2,000? Yeah, also plus 2,000. I... <laughs> mm-hmm. It's that working uh, offense. That's what it is. The, the, I think that Riley Leonard transferred to Notre Dame, right? I think Did he, he transfer yeah, to Notre Dame? Or, or, uh, yeah. He's there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Riley Leonard was at Duke. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he went to yeah, okay, Notre okay. Dame now. I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think if like the quarterback at Notre Dame. Yeah. I think you start at plus two thousand for your odds for the Heisman. Like the minute you walk under the okay, well, he looks like a Heisman guy to me. Well, that could that argument could also be made for Ohio State. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. And guess who popped up right next to Avery Johnson's name yeah. for the Heisman Trophy odds? Will Howard. Big Bill Howard. At Ohio State. And it's, it's not the first list he's shown up on as uh, a top 10 Heisman Trophy favorite. And it's because Will Howard, first of all, is a talented kid. But let's be fair. He is going to have a met much better and much more talented group of guys around him. Sure, sure. More talented than K-State. I'm sorry. It's what it is. It's what it is. It's life. Um, Will Howard at plus 1,500. Will Howard tied in the odds. Cam Ward, who's now at Miami. And Jalen Milrow of Alabama. Wow. He stayed? Jalen Milrow stayed at Alabama. I thought he was going to leave. 
if Will Howard wins the Heisman, we'll do the show on top of the building for one week. We'll we'll do it on top of our building. On top of this building. What's this we stuff, Kimosabe? Yeah, you're go, you're doing it. You're, I've already just signed you up. Oh, I just signed you up. I know. He'll hey, have, this guy already goes to bed when the sun goes down. And he wakes up before the sun comes up, so it's right. not going to make a difference. It make no difference. Just, just get him a fan and yeah. Make sure it's a day like today, not yesterday or the last. We're day. gonna do no. We're gonna do we'll it be December, in, by the way. In the weird little attic that. <laughs> the people that work on the AC unit. We have to climb through yeah. that door. We're going to climb through that weird door. Is there enough room in there given the rat's nest of wiring that no, exists? It'll be like us huddling, but for the show. With a very special guest, the raccoon that lives up there. <laughs> yep. The yep. angry raccoon. <laughs> yeah. I love this. I love that yeah. you see these two names right next to each other because it's like. It's like Will Howard doesn't he still doesn't get out of the shadow was, in a weird way that sounds. Yeah, no. Still doesn't get out of the shadow of Avery Johnson. Yeah, who yeah. hasn't even he has started one game in his K State career. Yeah, and we'll, we'll you know we'll see. I mean you know the spring will tell us a little bit more. Obviously the you know heading into twenty twenty four we'll learn more about. So I have a bunch of depth questions. Dante Cephas can't. Uh, He's a transfer from Penn State mm-hmm. with, you know, not the biggest numbers in the world, but has plenty of opportunities to be a really special kid. Um, a lot of questions still, a lot of depth. Who's going to be the, you know, the second guy behind DJ Giddens? Like, you know, there's so many storylines about just the, the K-State off, offense. Offensive line. And not to admit, yeah, replacing four of your five starters on the offensive line. Uh, and by the way, you have a true sophomore that takes over. As uh, as your quarterback, who can run it like crazy, and by the way, does have an arm. Mm-hmm. Just needs to work on the accuracy a little bit and the touch of the pass. You're right, though. He like Will Howard saw that list, and his eye probably started twitching. Like he was like, "What do I got to do to get away from this guy? I can't escape him. Yeah, I can't, I can't escape it." They're like, "Oh, Will, did you see the list came out?" He's like, "Yes, I did." He's got a. <laughs> oh my! I don't know. Have you read anything coming out of Columbus as far as... No, he had a press conference when he got there yeah. a few weeks ago, and it was just your typical... And I, it, it sounds like he was throwing like K-State receivers under the bus, but it's really... It's it's what every transfer does. <laughs> You'll say, these guys were great, but here I just really, you know, really yeah. click with them. They're talented. <clears throat> yeah. And it, it basically said, you know, what he has at Ohio State is more talented than K-State. And it's true. And what's he supposed to say? These guys stink? You know, like, come well, on, guy, man. Guys say that when it's not true. Yeah. Like, Tyreek yeah. got to Miami and was like, oh, this is the most accurate quarterback I've ever played with. All right, all right. Like, all right, Well, we know right. what's happening here. It's not a headline. I just, I think that Will's in for a, quite a battle at quarterback. I, I agree. The way that it's shaken out, they have about 10 guys, and uh, half of them are, are super, super talented kids. I think he's in for a battle, and in, in, in I, I think – He's probably sick of it, but it's going to yeah. happen. Oh, and if you think the fans are getting itchy for Avery Johnson, like Ohio State fans are uh, quite feral themselves. So it's not going to take many rough games or even just rough drives where before they start calling for the kid that's sitting behind you. Yeah. It's just their their expectations are a lot higher as well. Maybe the first time I've ever heard of Ohio State fans being called feral. Yeah. <laughs> I do have I do have a buddy, a good buddy from a, college. A, a feral bucknut. I've never never no, had that in mind. Um, feral like that raccoon. 
in yeah. Our, yeah, in our attic. Mm-hmm. We yeah. call him Bucky. Can we just yeah, name him? Bucky. <laughs> Bucky the feral raccoon. Well, let's take a timeout. Um, when we come back, we still have Mitch Palm, by the way, in hour number two, because we don't have a show tomorrow. We'll also blindly rank five in hour number two. But after the timeout, we'll be joined by K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty after these words. Troy, uh, the uh, Royals lost today 6-1 to the White Sox. Spring training. And he's still got a job! Oh, wait, that was that was a while ago. That guy does not have a job. <laughs> For good Cal, reason. Cal Eldred. Troy, I've never, I've, I've never seen somebody want to box a coach worse than Troy wanted to beat up Cal Eldred. Oh, that you, was a bare knuckle fight. You've yeah. never watched an Eagles game, apparently. Then that's true. <laughs> that's true. Philly fan, by the way, got uh, Dollar Dog Night canceled. I saw that. Okay, way to go, Philly! They had food fights with them last year. Jeez. What are we doing? What are we? You doing? at least gotta stay and help clean up. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's awesome. <laughs> See, I'm okay with it. I would love to participate in a food fight on Dollar Hot Dog, but I'm probably gonna have to stick around and help clean up because I'd feel bad. I mean, ammo is a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Come but on. That sweet, sweet nectar of a hot dog. Where proving, proving once again that dime beer night was a mistake in Cleveland. <laughs> Here's a question for you guys. A little uh, pre. Ask us anything. Ask us anything. When you go to a game, and I rarely get to go to a game anymore where I'm just a spectator, uh, but I did the other day uh, while we go to doubleheader, and I went as a fan with Lindsay to watch her son play. And uh, But when you go and you get concession items, do you just take the trash and throw it under the seat, or do you actually pick it up and throw it away in a trash can? I'm big on taking care of my own trash. Mm-hmm. I, I I will throw away. Now, I like to eat seeds or peanuts at games, so my, my area looks like a disaster area when I'm done with it. But Looks like the floor of a Texas roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, gross. You're not supposed to eat the whole bag. And I'm like, huh? Um, but I, I take care of my stuff. Yeah, I like to throw it away. Yeah, I agree. You got to take care of your own trash. And I will. I mean, I'm not perfect. I've forgotten the the bottle that I stuffed my hot dog wrapper in yeah. once or twice in the stands. But I try to make a concerted effort to clean up. Yeah, leave it better than you found it. I, exactly. I'm always impressed with the crew at Bramlage. Like it seems like it's different people every single time. Um, but when I'm leaving a press conference, it's just a crew in the stands trying to clean up Bramlage, and they do a phenomenal job. And they move pretty quickly, especially with like all the the newspaper clippings and all that from the starting lineup stuff. But then I'm walking up the stairs and they, there's like maybe a little area they just hadn't gotten to yet. And there's popcorn everywhere. I'm like, you savages. Yeah. Kids. Kids. Oh, Kids. that's true. Hey, dude. <laughs> yeah. You, hey, you have to remember, man. Title applies. You just, you don't understand the shame and like guilt that I go through. When my two little monsters get a hold of anything, like we yeah. go to the we the the waiter or waitress walks up to the table and I give them a little like salute and they go, "Listen, I'm gonna tip you, baby, okay? Just so you know, I'm gonna tip you because they kids, dude. What? Ooh. What was that that the littlest got smeared with the other day that you shared the photo? So okay, 
we were in the living room talking cats, my wife and I were discussing men and women, and we're like, hey, it's been really quiet for the last like five minutes. (laughs) And we go go into the baby's room. She's a year old now, a year and a half. And older sister had taken a tub of Vaseline and just scooped it out and put it in her hair. And she was like, I'm making her pretty. And we were like, oh, Oh, no. It's just clumps of Vaseline in her hair. It's like it it took probably three days for it to not be greasy. It was. It was. (laughs) Goodness. Man, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. But oh, we're cut, we're getting to the point now where if we don't hear like some yelling or something, we're like, oh no! Yep. And it's it's always some the you know marker on the wall yep. or well, the crayon well, on the wall. Welcome to having a two year old. No mm-hmm. doubt. Yeah, she I know that life. Crushing us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, <laughs> we didn't have a flare up of anything in the few minutes after yeah, that or anything because no, you got no Vaseline. No How are you gonna listen, smother it? Her hair and skin is. Perfect right now. Her skin is <laughs> baby soft right now. Like, man, you look great. Oh, it's like you yeah, put a whole tub of Vaseline in what, your head. The, the look on her face in the oh, photo know, was just so precious. I thought she was in trouble too. Like, I, the way, I don't know, I guess the way we reacted, we're like, no, 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 you're okay. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. She's like, ooh, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> I felt so bad. What, what is a conversation talking cats like with your wife? What's, my, what's, what's one of her latest takes? My wife is someone who considers herself a massive cats fan. But we went to the BYU game, and she's like, who's that? Who's number one? Mm. And I go, I go, don't say that out. I, I, text me, oh boy. Text yeah, me I that, like, Sarah. <laughs> I go text me that. Don't say it in front of all these people. And she's like, "What?" I go, "Dude, Gasson. I go, "He's got a different hair. Is different. His hair is different." And she's like, "Oh, I've just never. I don't think I've seen him with that dreads or or not dreads, but the way it, like it's he's got it um, braided." And I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> she, think, she thinks she's the greatest fan. And then um, the girls' team. She's just she she is. She made a comment a few weeks ago. She's like, I could have played like I could have played ball, Division One ball. And then we saw Gabby Gregory, <laughs> and she's like six foot tall. Yeah. And Sarah was like, Oh. She's like, they look smaller on TV. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. I was like, yeah, Aoka Lee's like six foot six, isn't it right? Or six, 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 six seven, seven. Yeah. Like, Sarah, they would dominate. So it's a lot of conversation of me being like, first of all, you said that out loud, David Gasson. Really? I thought your reaction to that was like you were about to be exposed for not knowing how to say David's last name right or no, something. No, no. I'm just like. And he let it go, and then the announcer's saying something different, and. No, we were, and also being like, Mitch sounds great. Mitch sounds great today. I love Way the to, compliments. Way to sling that in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's like, you can't be a self-proclaimed greatest Cats fan of all time. Right. And then go, <laughs> who's number one? Like, dude, I go, shut up. I was embarrassed. Like, shut up, shut up. And everybody's like, huh? What'd she say? Everybody's turning around. Yeah. Like, 
You from here? You don't know David Gasson? Like, ugh. Yeah, we man. got a blue BYU shirt on. What do you mean? Oh, don't know who David boy, out of there. Grab the girls. <laughs> Let's go. Run for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are having uh, issues getting connected with Jeff Mitty. We may have to postpone that uh, interview for you know, later in the show or maybe next week we can catch up with Coach Mitty. I understand the guy's busy. Um, so we'll have to catch up at another time. Go yeah, ahead. Um, so. K-State baseball right now, Mitch. What's your take right now on them? I want to I mean, did you not listen to Wildcat Insider? I I know that was three days ago. I did, but I want a refresher for these two Jabrones because I know they didn't. So <laughs> they're four and three. Yeah. That's my that's yeah. my take right now. I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. I've only gotten a chance to work, I think, two games this, so far this year, maybe. Well, and I'm Gonna grind and prepare because I'm doing the radio calls this weekend. So I'm um, gonna go back, watch a little bit of film, give you the quick synopsis. Pitchers need to start throwing some strikes. Oh boy. Yeah. Welcome to college baseball. Let's bring some guys around with the bases loaded. Yeah, also no, true. Just, you know, I've, it's nothing too crazy, but waiting, you know, hoping that depth will develop for the pitching staff. I feel like the defense hasn't been as... I feel like that was a key last year. The defense was just clean. Like, there's not a ton of errors being made. The errors was a big improvement. Yeah. Especially Nick Goodwin. Good, yeah. Goody struggled mm-hmm. with that area at shortstop. That's a, that's a tough position. Mm-hmm. Was much better. Was much better in, in this. And let's remember, Tyson Neighbors is out for a while. You're talking about an All-American pitcher. You're closer, but could appear multiple times a week really good on the shelf for a while so we don't know when he's going to return he's going to be out a little while that's all we really know i heard on the radio skip pretty much getting after the pitchers saying hey i gotta have guys be able to pitch more than one inning yeah get him fired up he's not wrong skip's not pulling he's not pulling any punches man Let's take a break. We'll wrap up hour number one. Um, NFL Combine getting underway. Give you the schedule on when you can expect four Wildcats in action at the Combine. That's up next. Well, I thought I was going to be able to come back on and give you some uh, re- Combine results for Khalid Duke because defensive ends go in day one and I don't see anything on him so I don't know if he just didn't participate in the uh, active events got his measurements in and everything 6-3 and a quarter his height weighs in at 246 big arms, big hands, big wingspan big kid <laughs> he is a monster same as it ever was mm-hmm. uh, the, the schedule is because there's four Wildcats back to back years four cats have been invited to the Combine Ben Sennett in action tomorrow, which begins at 2 o'clock. And then uh, no Wildcats will be in action Saturday. Sunday you'll see the offensive linemen, which will be Cooper Beebe and, and KT Leviston. And I was looking at the uh, the grades that the NFL Combine and the NFL, just NFL.com, has provided on K-State. And basically ranking the players, I guess, from best to worst. Um, Cooper Beebe first. KT Leviston actually comes in at second. And then you have Benson at third. Mm. And then Khalid Duke is fourth in their grades. That's an interesting deal there. Figured that KT and Ben would be swapped. I think Ben mm-hmm. Sinnott right now is actually being projected as a fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. Strong. 
still, I mean, you know, I think we put so much emphasis on first round, first round. If you are drafted in the fourth round of the NFL, you're a stud. Do you guys like watching the combine? No. Yeah, to a certain degree. Like, I think it's a lot of, like, watching the combine, but also being on my phone on the couch and stuff. I think it's kind of fun to watch, like, the big boys do the 40. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the (laughs) shuttle run and stuff. Like, that I like watching. That's fun. I want to see the fast offensive linemen. Some of the quarterbacks' 40s are fun, too. So, apparently, the new version of Madden will uh, allow, you know, you to have characters for the, the combine. Awesome. Rich Eisen is in it. <laughs> this is his 20th year. Wow. Of doing the 40-yard dash for charity. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so now he turns up in Madden 25. Wow. Rich Eisen beat I, you, son. You're a <laughs> I think they got him a, They got him like an ultimate team, like the fantasy game mode. They got him a card this year where like he has like 69 speed, but like decent attributes. And if you p- score like 10 touchdowns with him, he gets like 93 speed. And it's actually a decent <laughs> card. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> like you had to score 10 touchdowns with a guy that has 67 speed, but then he's really good. <laughs> Hour two of the game, Mitch Palm versus Cincinnati will blindly rank five. College football playoff going to 14 teams. Before we've played 12... And ask us anything. Hour to the game, your local news is next.